The Homance Chronicles. The female equivalent of a bromance. So many poor choices. But so many good types. But so many poor choices. <laughs> we'll probably just even leave it in at this point. I mean. Uh, about a dollar for every time I heard that. <laughs> this is the Homance Chronicles. I'm Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Nicole, and we a- have a fantastic guest that um, couldn't has like already- it. And I'm here instead. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's already fucked up our whole editing plan, but it's okay. What plan? We're, we're yeah, because we're enjoying his time, and we didn't really have a plan. So um, let's welcome Australian comedian Ben Sorensen. Welcome to the show. Yay! Oh, actually, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, he's got. He's got the crowd. He's got the fucking crowd. I come with my yeah. own. Yeah, I come with my own uh, sound effects. Man, that's great. <laughs> I need to start traveling with my own sound effects from like a machine and not just my mouth. That'd be great. So, yeah, Ben. So they're all, all through there. You'll love it. That's <laughs> wonderful. I can't wait. What time is it right now over there? Uh, it is uh, 10 11 in the morning. Oh, so you're just kicking your day off. You're in the future, yeah. right? I am totally from the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let wow. me tell you, it looks pretty bleak. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, man. I didn't ask. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> it's hard to have a different outlook when you're still in quarantine. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Do you know what? I Look, originally, like it, five years ago, if you had said to me, uh, you'll be in quarantine a lot, I would have gone, that's kind of like Ovaltine. That's fine. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah. Right. I like it. You know, okay. I like Oval Team, and then they punch it in those little tablet things that you can just crunch on during your day. Lo- love it. It's great. Yeah. No, not fun at all. Mm-mm. Bit shit, actually. Yep. Uh, yeah. And then- Isn't there a saying that everything's good in moderation? Mm-hmm. I think that's applied to all things in life. Uh, yeah, totally, totally. Uh, particularly to a comment stream on Twitch, Uh you know, the moderating is the hard bit is taking out all the fun comments. You know? mm, so yeah. I, I think that quarantine is, uh, look, I, look, the first week was hard. Uh, <laughs> this last then, week was also hard. <laughs> and then like, it's the year and a half after that uh, first week that kind of really gets you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, As a yeah. comedian in lockdown, uh, so I'm much assuming, inspiration from staring at walls. Oh my right. god! So many shows I've written. Have you? No, I've written fucking uh, nothing. Okay, well, <laughs> I wanted to give you the benefit of the doubt, <laughs> but yeah. the reality was, what have you been doing with your time? <laughs> was where I, I was going with that hand. question. <laughs> <laughs> One hand is very smooth. The other right. one calluses for days. We don't know. <laughs> it just depends what mood I'm in. Right. Well, that's why his nails are painted, too. Just true. Yeah, totally. to look at them. <laughs> this went in a totally different direction. I love it. Welcome to the show. Uh, so, look, in, in lockdown, I've become very acquainted with Netflix. You guys um, have a different version of the flicks over there in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, it's marginally different. And uh, there is 
uh, I think we get a little bit of older content and we get some of the globe, we get all the global big releases. Uh, and I think there's some other bits and pieces in there because we're technically considered a, a, a different, well, I mean, obviously we're a different market. But, yes, being uh, a different country and all. Yeah, totally. And speaking <laughs> a different language as, as well. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, we speak English, not simplified English. Um, so, <laughs> not American English. Mm -hmm. American. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sort of proper English. <laughs> kind, of, kind of, if you just sound every word out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, look, we like different things down here, but give it five years and we'll be on board with the American plan. You know, or actually, no, what is it, 10 years until we get those uh, lovely nuclear subs you guys are building? You know, oh, that's, that's an insight I wasn't aware of. No, yeah. no, no. So in, so in Australia, right, so we had a $90 billion deal with the French and we said, here's $90 billion. How about you build us some fancy subs? And the French have gone, oh, yeah, great. We're going to build you. Yeah, yeah, promise. We'll get around to it eventually. We'll build some subs for you. It's fine. Because the French are really on time with stuff. Um, <laughs> no, they're not. So, no. In case anybody didn't understand that facetiousness. No, they're not. <laughs> so uh, our prime minister, which we call Scotty from marketing, because he rarely turns up and it's all about spin. Um, <laughs> he's... I mean, I'm a marketer. If we have an opportunity to have cocktails at lunch, we do. I get it. That's she marketing also goes right to there. Spin. She's also going to spin almost every. Well, he was talking about spinning stories, but I also do ride a bike and do spin classes. But the connections. Oh, no. I, yes. See, I may, I'm, I'm just spinning all day, figuratively <laughs> and literally. Yeah, nice. Nice. Let <laughs> me call you Nicole Vertigo. <laughs> Fair. That's a fair nickname. Uh, so Scotty, Scotty from Mark said, look, marketing and spin, normally totally okay in a marketing department. When you're making legislation and running a country, probably not so good. Uh, like to, to give right. you a, a, I'll get back to the submarine story, but to give you an example, Scotty was uh, announcing that we had uh, enough vaccines for everyone and we'd done a deal and we'd done all of this before he'd even picked up the phone to ask if they were available to buy mm. you know that's so, that's not that's not a good idea man so just... yeah so we we've had more vaccine announcements than there are people in australia isn't that like just common sense 101 you just don't do that like well, how does this person it, get to lead a whole island of people i don't understand well, how that let, works let me show yeah, let me tell you about the uh <laughs> the politics in australia uh, <laughs> only if they're funny Oh my God! So uh, Scotty from marketing, uh, as as we call him, uh, was <laughs> sacked from. That's actually a hashtag that everyone uses in Australia when we talk about the prime minister, Scotty. From now marketing. I have to go look it up. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Scotty was, uh, you know, had plenty of other claims to fame before he was prime minister. Uh, so he was sacked from uh, Tourism Australia for being shit at his job in marketing. <laughs> <laughs> How hard is it to market Australian but, tourism though? But like, like, there it is. So, it's really, fucking Australia. Just come here. I think yeah, that works, who, doesn't it? Who doesn't want to go? 
so funnily enough is his his at uh, tourism australia his uh campaign that he was most proud of was the lara bengal one with where the bloody hell are you which has uh -uh. come back to haunt him because every time so scotty's leadership style anytime there's a massive massive crisis he fucks off overseas and everybody <laughs> goes hey scotty where the bloody hell are you <laughs> so, uh, no. so we had yeah so uh we had literally half the country on fire thanks to global warming and bushfires and he went no i'm just gonna go to hawaii for a holiday with fam oh that's like ted cruz the guy from uh, texas yeah we've got yeah. one of those yeah yeah and um yeah and then he's gone oh where everyone's saying that i should probably go to glasgow to do this uh climate thing what's this climate change thing about uh because of course his party's totally funded by coal mines um <laughs> so he's saying and doing all these announcements globally going yeah 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 we're net net zero 2050 and uh then in his own party room he's going we're not going to support that we're not going to do that at all and i'm going I really understand. Where are I you, man? Man, he's really good at politics. Then is what I'm hearing. Well, you know, um, he's he's also a, a weird fundamentalist Christian type person. Mm. Uh, Does he go to the churches where Jesus bungee jumps off of the railing into the crowd? Uh, look, that'd be cool. I, do you know what? I want to go to the church that's got <laughs> Buddy Jesus from Dogma. That's what I want. <laughs> you may not be the only one that wants to do that. <laughs> yeah. Look, a lot of Australian politicians go to church uh, simply for the networking opportunities. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. But, I mean, look, I, I think um, I can't look, I can't remember who said it. Um, but when asked about finding Jesus, uh, they said, uh, uh, look, I can't even find my car keys and I have empirical evidence that they exist. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. So, All right, back to the submarine. Yeah. So back to the oh, submarine. Yeah, sorry, story. back to the submarine. Okay, so Scotty from marketing. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Scotty, so Scotty from marketing. Uh, $90 billion, it's, uh, they worked out this really amazing sub deal for a defense sub that can also blow the shit out of anything. Um, and uh, it was due to be delivered in like 10 years time or whatever it is. So Scotty wakes up one morning, has a chat with Mr. Biden from your neck of the woods. You mean Brandon? Brand <laughs> What's your hashtag for your president? Uh, no, Let's go, or, Brandon. Brandon, yeah. <laughs> or do we, or do we call it? What are you up to? Forty-five now? No, I think this is forty-seven. Forty-seven. Wow. Forty-six. He's good forty-seven. For 47. No, he's like ancient. His age. No, I'm he's being roughly silly. I'm being Seventy-eight silly, yeah. to ninety-five, somewhere <laughs> yeah, in there. We don't know power. for sure. Those yeah. documents have been removed from any kind of, you know, ability to get them. So we yeah, don't know that was actually how old he is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> they may have been destroyed for all we know. <laughs> Yeah, what, what is it about American presidents and birth certificates? I don't know, man. Pride. Uh, I swear that there's but, a lot more things going on that they could focus on other than yeah, that. Like, there I are. don't understand. I really like don't. But anyway, situation. So, your, sub, your French sub, people have not built your submarines. And no, it's they haven't built the subs. 90... They still, still had the contract for it. 
Scotty's had a chat to uh, you guys and he's got this APAC agreement thing and he's come back and done an announcement going, hey, guess what? We just cancelled that contract with the French. No more French submarines. Now we're going to build these great American ones and they're going to be nuclear and they're going to be wonderful. And And most importantly, they're going to be obsolete by the time we get them. (laughs) Typical. And the French have gone, no. Unbelievable. Because they didn't know. What kind so of can- back alley agreements are these people yeah. making? So he, he's ca- he's cancelled these agreements and they had like 24 hours notice and he picked up the phone and he went, oh, yeah, about those subs? Yeah, don't worry about them. Uh, Unreal. And then, and Give us our money back? For so well, they, I was going to say, did they actually pay up front? Because that seems like bad business as well. No. So we're, <laughs> it's so to cancel the $90 billion deal is going to cost us like $65 billion. You might as well just get the subs. At you know what I point, mean? Yeah. Oh, and then just, I'm not good at math, but I know that's wrong. That's okay. Neither's our treasurer. So, <laughs> yeah, seriously, um, our treasurer, Scott Frydenberg. No, not Scott, Josh Frydenberg. I'm just same camp. Um, <laughs> was doing numbers. And then uh, on, uh, oh, oh, what was it? On. Uh, something or other, and he, he was $60 billion out by his numbers. And That's a huge going, fuck up. Let me tell you how going, uh, Nicole from marketing gets accosted for being $2 off of the budget. I can't <laughs> believe that there's whole countries where it's just, you know, 60 bill, no prob. NBD. No That's problem. why America came and in and gave him a deal, I bet. Yeah, probably. You know? Oh, yeah, great deal. Great deal. When we're finished using the subs and they're obsolete, you can have them. <laughs> <laughs> Let me dazzle you with some, with some marketing. But talk you got here. it for 10% yeah, off. Some... <laughs> you can resist the sale. Oh, oh my well. God. After we've inflated the price by 30%, which means we make subs. a net 20% profit on top of... Yeah, it's great. It's great. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like, so, anyway. It, it's like those stars, the stores that we have. Like, um, I worked at Party City once upon a time. God save my soul. And we had like, you know, like this marketing scheme where the price of whatever it is, is shown and we're giving you this massive 30% discount or whatever it may be. And, you know, that's like, we're giving you the savings on the shelf. Do you know how many times people would come up to me and be like, um, the sign says it's only this much. I'm like, yep, it was lying. And I don't know why we do this, but I'm sorry. This is the actual full price. And they're like, why? Well, I, I don't want to pay full price. I'm like, I don't know how to tell you no any more than just no. That's not how that works. Mm. Very confusing. So it, it would make sense that the, <laughs> the U.S. decided to yeah. dip into that pool a little bit. <laughs> yeah, look, so there's a whole lot of crazy stuff going on. And Scotty's like, uh, it's like, I take him to a, the, a party and he's sitting at the kiddie table at the big boy party and they give him some red cordial and he just says yes to everything. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, just thanks for letting me in. Oh, it's really nice. Oh my God, sussy <laughs> drolls. Love sussy drolls. <laughs> you know? Yes, that makes total sense to me. <laughs> yeah. So who's the real puppet so, master then? Who's really I running know, that fucking country? I don't know, but I've got country? a dirty hand. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> 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 
Well, let's just shift off of politics for a little bit because I don't know how to contribute to that conversation. So I'm just giving you context of how messed up Australian politics is. And oh, uh, I trust me, I appreciate it. But I don't even know what's going on in my own country, let alone what I know what's going on somewhere else most of the time. I did not start taking on more news during quarantine. I when when we had people storming our capital is when I decided, I don't think I can watch the news every no. day anymore. Look, I, I can't no. pay attention to this. I agree. Mm-hmm. Look, storm, seriously, um, uh, storming capitals, not so good. Um, <laughs> not good at all. Prob- they probably no. should have started with lowercase letters first and worked up to capitals. <laughs> That's okay, not how we're we here do now. things here. That's not how we do things <laughs> no. here. It's just full bore all the yeah. time. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, full full ball like um, that's uh, or half ball because didn't that guy have the, the animal fur stuff on yes. his head and back and yeah, yes, I think that was wearing, a yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the buffalo. That's it. <laughs> that's the 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 other meat. <laughs> Besides yeah. being up to date on Netflix and politics, have you been able to like? host virtual trivias or be a guest on other podcasts (laughs) great question i've been doing a lot of podcasts she really does her research um uh i'm like she's thorough yeah so uh i've been doing a lot of online uh corporate events and trivia events and hosting award shows and stuff like that which is really lovely and it's really great uh, it's still screen time, so it's not the same as being out in the world, but uh, it's still wonderful, and I get to meet a lot of really, really cool people. Um, was your career always this diverse, or did this pandemic put you an opportunity to create a more diverse repertoire? Uh, look, it's always been pretty diverse, uh, and partly that's just because how my brain's wired. So I will always have done um like comedy stuff and lots of hosting shows and films and voiceovers and all of that stuff in that art space and media space and also running you know the production company that i do so uh it's uh it's always been diverse and i find if i focus on one thing which is what the rest of the world tells you to do uh i tend to go a little bit stale uh i need the diversity of two or three things to sort of keep my brain active and on edge so that I can come up with great ideas and, uh, you know, do stuff that actually is meaningful and, and keep it fresh for me. You mean you chase dopamine? Oh, my God, yes. Dopamine, oxytocin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is a great segue because I actually have a question for you um, that's yeah, right. more related more related to how your brain is wired because as I've yeah. become older, I was a, a diagnosed with ADHD, you know, oh I kind of knew I already had it. Snap. Well, that's, that's where I'm at. I'm like, and now I'm thinking maybe I should look into maybe if I'm on the spectrum, how far and what it is, because I find that I too have something very similar where I kind of have to dip my toes and a couple of other things in order for myself to just be motivated to keep moving and we doing so stuff. We got 10 toes. No, oh, I know. I need like 30 of them though. I'm not going to lie to you. I'd prefer it. <laughs> yeah, isn't, isn't that, there's some of those funny families in Utah that have got like 30 toes. Is that- yeah. <laughs> oh. <There's>, that's- <laughs> you don't need to pretend the Mormon path. But- <laughs> I had to shoot, ironically enough, I had to like 
shoo some off of my porch today. Like, and no, no offense to those who are of the Mormon religion. I respect your choice, but like, don't come to my door and ask me if I want to join. If I wanted to, I'd know where to go to do it. Fucking stop coming to my house. I literally Jehovah witnesses came to houses. Mm-mm. So oh, no. if, if, you, if they got, if a Jehovah's witness goes to your house and they're still a Jehovah's witness, cause no one was around to witness it. <laughs> question for as old as time but anyway so back to your brain wiring could you yeah, yeah, yeah. um like you know how did you when did you how did it work for you when you came up so, um and were diagnosed or you know how did you kind of get through i was, life? I was diagnosed like super old yeah so it wasn't like as a kid even though uh, as you would know with adhd um you're born with it like mm-hmm. it's just how you're wired from the inside and then it seeps out and then you try and then you try and manage it and master it because the rest of the world responds to you better when you lie through your teeth and look normal <laughs> it's very so, true yeah and then they go look it's okay to relax you can just be you and then you're you and they go maybe no. a little less you just dial a little it less. back yeah you just be back. a three you're at a five let's go to a three yeah, yeah. but uh so it's it's really interesting and i grew up in a small country town so um it was very it was lovely and it was a really great place to grow up but uh i didn't know what autism was i'd never heard the word and uh i just knew i was different and i had i was reinventing the wheel for the first 20 years of my life like every day you start from scratch too because you're like i'm gonna get it this time (laughs) let's reinvent this wheel (laughs) is everyone else doing the same thing that i'm doing because that's hard really hard yeah you be doing better what are they doing that i'm not the amount uh, of awareness to all different types of um even mental health things like anxiety is unbelievable to me we're still not where we need to be but i hear kids say that they have anxiety and to your point when i was a kid i didn't know what that meant i didn't even know that was a word like people just were like oh your tummy's upset because you're nervous like it's always like you're nervous or you're scared like there's no these in-between kind of feelings right um so how did you i guess come to accept that at in your thirties that you needed to identify or diagnose something because nowadays kids are getting it right from the beginning. Yeah. Their parents have the tools. So they're more aware and they're capable of understanding what's going on. And then they know where specialists are like, that was not the case when I was growing up. No, same, same for me. (laughs) Not the case at all. Uh, And uh, I think it's also really hard if you are, um if you're a uh i hate i look i hate terming it as high achiever or low achiever or um you know uh, gifted or not gifted or um they they use the terms like neurotypical neurodiverse those are two terms that i hear so within within the autistic spectrum it is a very large spectrum which uh Mm -hmm. these days is encompassing uh comorbidities like uh adhd and like there's depression and anxiety and all sorts of other stuff that goes along with being under that umbrella and also having that diagnosis but um i think it's really thing about the diagnosis was uh sarah as you know when you age your adhd changes yeah it gets worse so (laughs) totally oh and and 
and being being autistic, like um, you know, my my tics might change, or um, you know, how my energy levels will certainly change, and you know, I may, I I don't know what that's going to look like. You know, I don't know what that's going to be like. So my theory was, while I I'm relatively okay with things, I'm going to get a diagnosis because I may need that later. And if I get it later, it's going to be too much of a mental load for me to actually go through that process. Because the weird thing about getting a diagnosis is in order to prove that you are autistic, you have to jump through so many hoops that autistic people would not be able to jump through in order to get the diagnosis for autism, mm. which is really now, weird. Is that a weird processing in like it's the horrific. health system? Or yep. do you, is it, yeah, in your health system? So like in Horrible. Australia, it's thank not you, great. Thank you, Scotty, from marketing. <laughs> so, we, so we are trying very, very hard here to mirror the, uh, slowly mirror the broken US system. Yeah. I mean, though, I don't, I wouldn't recommend yeah. all of it, just some well, portions. <laughs> I I would not recommend all of it because we have a thing called Medicare here, which is similar to what I think Obamacare kind of was. So free healthcare for all. Right. That's, that's the concept. Mm -hmm. uh, so similar to an NHS thing in the in the UK, uh, except ours has been eroded over time. So you get a bunch of stuff for free, and then they went, "Hey, we can profit from healthcare a bit more. Maybe if we." It, forced people over 30 to have private health insurance, then that might be a good thing. So interesting. then we had, everyone's got private health insurance. We've got, uh, not that we can go to a hospital anyway now because they're full of COVID patients, um, uh, mainly unvaccinated COVID patients, but um, nonetheless, they're still full. Um, so, you know, we're, we're eroding this system and then, you know, when we talk about Scotty from marketing again, um, so we've got a disability scheme here called uh, the NDIS, which is meant to provide uh, disability funding to help people with a certain range of disabilities. So the range of disabilities that are covered are is decreasing over time. It's like all of a sudden, nope, that's not a disability anymore. Nope, that's not covered. Nope. And they're deliberately, there's a, there's a deliberate push to um, not fund or uh, have people drop out of the program because it's cheaper. Mm. So, you know, when we talk about the evolution of a society, we, we see that uh, we truly became more civilized when we saw that, you know, that thigh bone heal because, you know, back in the caveman days when, you know, archaeologists found the thigh bone that was broken and had healed, that meant that there was a social network around that person to keep them alive and for the six weeks. And that's when we really moved forward. I feel like when we uh, start ostracizing both financially and socially uh, disabled people or people with challenges or people that are um, different, you know, not different, that's de-evolution. And I think we've really lost the plot here in Australia about that. More inclusive, and as a you know, part of the OECD, it's really sad to see that we are constantly at the bottom of that 38 country list. 
I was not aware of all of the things that could count as disabilities. And as of late, looking at um, job applications, <laughs> just yeah. put that out there. Yeah, it's um, been rough. <laughs> uh, they actually ask you, they prompt you, you know, are, do you have a disability? And more and more are listing a bunch of them out. And I suffer from chronic migraines, never would have considered myself somebody who could, I guess, benefit from having this disability because it's debilitating. And I just kind of continue to push through life, not even understanding that that's something that um, you, you shouldn't have to do. Yeah. <laughs> We're not used to the fact that we're allowed to take time off if we're sick. It's still not like ingrained in us as a society. And it's kind of typical for us to just like manage and push through because we just, it's normal. Yeah. Look, as an outsider looking in at the American employment system, I just go, slavery still hasn't changed particularly much. Now they just throw it. It's getting ready to. No, it's getting ready. You know what I mean? We are, yeah, no, we're having a hard time keeping people employed over here because the benefits and the, 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 the employers are not, so, they're not doing what they should do, period. So this is the thing. That's not capitalism. So America goes, uh, from, as again, as an outsider goes, hey, capitalism, yep, this is it. Free market, free market. And then you go, okay, well, employers can't find staff. So that means you provide better, uh, better pay, better conditions and then you'll get staff and employers are going mm. well hang on that's not part of the deal no i just want to <laughs> it. Mm -hmm. so then that's that that's actually not capitalism that's more like a weird messed up dictatorship type thing where, <laughs> uh, gets muddy yeah yeah very muddy so man we're back look, on over politics here, again shit uh, look, look, uh, look. We talk about minimum minimum wage over there, right? Uh, so the concept is, uh, particularly in hospitality, you get uh, like two dollars an hour, and then someone else pays for tax, and depending on what state you're in, and then you've got a tip because the employer's too tight to actually pay staff properly, and you know then you, your health benefits are tied to your employer, and then you've got to work out your four hundred one k, and then all of that. It's a mess. It's a yeah. mess. So oh, yeah, over here, um, and you know, and people like McDonald's is one of the great examples of going. Oh, we can't pay our lowest paid workers uh, more because the cost of a Big Mac would go through the roof. So we Big Macs are really consistent all across the world. That's in fact its own form of uh, currency pegging because. You can say that a Big Mac in Australia is $5 and in the UK it's £3 and over, you know, in the US it might be $2.50. So you can get, because it's essentially the same product, so you can understand the value of a dollar in each place. Mm -hmm. So if you look at it and you pay your staff properly, it works out that a Big Mac will be maybe 10 cents more. <laughs> and all of your staff... Could, and all of your staff can be on a livable wage and not need seven jobs and 14 hour days and all of this stuff. So you, we also look at Australia. Our minimum wage here is, uh, I think it works out to be like 20, 21, 23, uh, $21, $23 or something like that an hour. And you get uh, like four weeks 
holiday pay, um, you get uh, sick days, you get uh, superannuation, which is the our equivalent of the 401k, which is all taken care of by the employer. I mean, how did and... Scotty for marketing fuck this up? How? This is like sounding great. I want to move to Australia. <laughs> oh, it is. It's really great. And we, our employment laws are great compared to yours, but they still have a long, long way to go because there is, we have this, this idea in our head that in order for a boss to make money, his staff have to be poor and lose. And that's, that's the massive problem that we have. <clears throat> there is nothing wrong with everybody winning an engineering system so that everybody fairly has enough to live on. If you work 40 hours a week somewhere and you can't afford to put a roof over your head and you're still living on food stamps, that's a massive problem. And your employer's driving around in a Ferrari. How does that, how right. is that okay? I feel like we're coming full circle to Bezos in his dick rocket. <laughs> his, like, his why does he rocket, have yeah. the, billions and billions and we have so many people on the street, you know? A dollar. <laughs> and so I, I see business as, uh, or that business model as, if I don't engineer it into my budget, it comes out of my employee's soul. So yeah, I will give you a couple of dollars and then I will lump you at the coalface with all the problems and you will need to sacrifice your soul or take risks in order for me to continue to make the money that I make. So um, the, other, the other interesting thing is we all talk about minimum wage and there's a lot of focus on minimum wage and go, oh, we can't afford to pay our lowest paid workers more. That would, you know, the whole system would collapse. Maybe there's a problem with the system. Mm -hmm. um, but <laughs> nobody talks about maximum wage. Are you telling me that a CEO needs to be making $100 million a year? Could he survive on $50 million a year? <laughs> what, a, what a crazy idea. Wow. You know? so, That's the power and, of greed and leadership. Yeah. And we talk about the McDonald's thing going, oh, we can't pay the minimum wage workers more because, you know, the you know, Big Mac price would go through the roof or whatever. Well, do you know what? You could actually just pay your CEO a tiny bit less and everybody could win. Right, and but the I, people no making those decisions there. are greedy. Um, They'll never do it. Never do it. Totally, totally. The other really interesting thing is uh, that I think is a really great concept that I spruik a fair bit, not my idea, but I did read it, really great concept, is setting or legislating a ratio between the highest and lowest paid worker in an organization. So <clears throat> if you have a greedy CEO that says, I deserve to be paid, blah, 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 then in order for him to be able to be paid that, he has to increase the wages of the lowest paid worker to be at the maximum ratio. So I think it was uh, in Australia back in 1983, uh, I may have this wrong. Please, somebody fact check. Uh, in 1983, <laughs> no, no, this We're is not. just so that it goes I mean, out. It won't be, it won't be us. Accurate. <laughs> um, in 1983, the difference between the CEO's wage and the lowest paid person was like uh, four, 43 times or something, 43 or 53 times the lowest paid worker. We're now at like uh, 180 times. Mm -hmm. Plus, for the oh well, yeah, you give them an inch and they'll the take a mile. 
Yeah, you give them an inch and they'll take a mile. There's, it's just all about exploitation. You, but how can we hate other people so much? You know what I mean? It, well, I, don't I mean, to, I don't want to go to work and see people struggling. I feel like it's how you they're know, wired. Maybe. To be honest, some of them are wired to like, you know. I don't know about yeah. that wired, but oh, some. Well, uh, it's like I think they're how they're brought example. up. That's what I mean. <laughs> It's their environment that they're raised yeah. in, the the things that they're allowed to do when they're younger that, you know, they never have any kind of repercussions yeah. for their actions. Or you hear these stories where they're people who are really poor. Yeah. And they work their ass off. And so and, they feel like they earned every dollar, you know? And, but I feel like, yeah, again, like, there's, I, there's a maximum, right? Why do we pay actors and actresses millions of dollars, but we don't pay doctors that or nurses that? Or you, why do we play, you know, professional sports people millions of dollars because it's 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 because it's implied value right that's that's the thing it's implied value uh and that's part of the system that we have and then here's the other really crazy thing that's going to bake your noodle um, <laughs> is that a you saying or an australian saying no that's a matrix saying it is <laughs> when neo goes to visit the oracle um the oracle goes, hey, what's really going to bake your noodle is, <laughs> would you have broken the vase if I hadn't have told you about it? Um, My sister so, uses like noodles, lose your noodles. She uses that. So that's funny. We'll add yeah. on. Bake it, bake noodles. Um, so <laughs> the the bit that really will bake, bake your noodle is that money's not <laughs> fucking real. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite part. Everybody's like, money. I'm like, it's that we made it up. It's yeah, all we made it up. up. It's it's, it's a promise. It's it's literally a promissory note. We did this to ourselves, y'all. <laughs> yep, it's going. Uh, it's they're like little IOUs, you know. And what and look, once upon a time before the internet, it was all backed by gold. So you'd have gold reserves, and then you'd print money to the value of your gold reserves. And uh, then along the way, governments went. I've actually got a printing machine. Maybe I could just print some more. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> Who's gonna know? Just doing that little sneaky sneak. And then it all became digital, and everyone's gone. I don't even need to waste money printing. I just type shit in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, so that's that's why that's why we see a whole heap of stuff that because our our um our economic systems aren't geared for number one zero interest rates. Most of the economic philosophies that we have at the moment or, or theories that have been working previously for the last one, 200 years don't work if you have zero or negative interest, which means there's huge ramifications and everyone's kind of like making it up as I go along. And then on top of that, we see like the greed and uh, the globalization of businesses and banking. So originally you'd have a whole heap of individual little banks. And if 10% of them went bust, no, no big deal. You've still got the rest of the banks to keep you afloat that are totally separate. So now we have global or countrywide conglomerates that manage that themselves. And if one of them goes bust, so going from hundreds of individual banks to four main ones, if one of them goes bust, screwed. You're totally screwed. That's why they're always bailing out Wall Street. It's, not it's kind of like economic model. It's kind of like the social media downfall that happened this week, this retrograde when 
Facebook and Instagram and whatever fucking other sphere went down and the entire world was panicking because of this one source and all their social media Let me tell you how I had no idea. In retrograde, yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But let me tell you how I had no idea. (laughs) That's how busy we are. Anyway, before we we move on, I want to dial it back to when you were diagnosed. That's where we kind of started. Yeah, see. (laughs) That's how we got on this tangent. Actually, I do want to share a quick little tidbit because Sarah and I recorded together last week on our own, and she did mention to me that she's interested in exploring the idea of possibly being somewhere on a spectrum or getting tested about autism, something of that nature. Uh It did not click in my head that day (laughs) that you were on the show the next week and then when I was sending her the materials to be like, this is our guest, I was like, then it clicked in my head. I was like, this is perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she's literally like thirsty for the information. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just curious about your experience mostly because I know it's going to be different for, um, you know, the countries or whatever, but like you as a person, you as a human, how are you able to like process the information with the formal diagnosis yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, how did you react to it? Were Thankfully, you scared? Were you nervous? Were you not emotional? <laughs> Thankfully, the science. Thankfully, the science and research is the same whether you're in America or uh, Australia. That's really yeah. good. Thankfully. Science love that shit. Love it. <laughs> science doesn't give a shit <laughs> whether you believe in it or not. It is so what good. it is. It's so good. It's, isn't it? Unless you're too stupid to read it <laughs> or understand it. <laughs> I've done research. Here, look. <laughs> Google. Uh, no, it doesn't work that way. No. So, uh, look, uh, processing stuff's really different. And the annoying thing about the spectrum is it is such a wide spectrum. And they say when you've met one autistic person, you've met one autistic person. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, everyone's different. And even me, within myself, I go, yep, I got this shit. And then all of a sudden I wake up the next day and it's like uh, someone's re-scrambled my brain. And I've gone, okay, well, square one. Here we go again. You know, so do you do you feel like over time do you feel like the formal title made your life different for like a split second and you're like yeah i don't whatever or Look, do you think the, the formal t- title, the title gave you excuses um i was quite happily oh, i mean not happily but i yeah, why do we focus so much on happiness um i was uh, <laughs> feels good i fun- don't know functioning functioning in my life um without the diagnosis and uh you know i've still got stuff that i do after work and i still you know eat and sleep occasionally well and, yeah it's not know, like a, like it's that. not like a death note by any means obviously you're no 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 look it's it's not successful but, um i find more and more about uh neurodiverse life is uh being able to prove and provide labels so that neurologically typical people can pigeonhole you in their brain so you can manage can deal with you can understand how to deal with you got it oh that's that's the pigeonhole you're in okay yeah that makes sense justifying your existence with some sort of title but you've got all your all your legs and arms (laughs) how are you i can't see that you're disabled so how are you disabled i don't understand (laughs) but really you know is it being um, disabled when you're identified as autistic and all that fun stuff? Is it really being disabled? Look, or you're just you know functioning th- differently. I, I it is one hundred percent different, not less. 
Yeah. Uh, not that disabled people are ever less. They're no. just different. And they I have assign, different needs. Yeah, I feel like the word disabled, like disability, really truly at its core, it's how I apply it. So like if I'm unable to do something, that's the disability. That would be a disability. But if I survive just as fine as you, if I can make my bed and eat my food and whatever it is I need to do throughout my day to, to function and feel happy or whatever, okay, then I'm not disabled. But just different. It could take you more energy longer. or longer. Oh, it definitely like, takes more energy. Right, right. You have different so, uh, way that your brain processes information. So yeah. Yeah. So, he, so here's the thing, right? So we look at neurologically diff, uh, diverse people, uh, you know, Sarah and I included, and we look at um, what we need in order to function in a day. And then we extrapolate that out and look at it as a bigger picture. And we go, <laughs> what, what if, what if we applied that same concept to everyone? It would be a weird thing. Provided humans as individual as we all are, some of us on a spectrum, some of us on a different spectrum, some of us just know we like to work a certain way. Imagine if we gave everybody that empowerment and that freedom to be authentically who they are. And I think if we did that, we would find that uh, the othering that we see for people that are different would decrease and we would also see that we would have less angry people in the world because neurologically typical people wouldn't have to suppress or change or mask anything themselves and <clears throat> pardon me and neither would anyone else <clears throat> yeah that so would be lovely see, yeah is what's good or healthy or right all relative terms uh for neurologically diverse people actually works for everyone. So what a crazy idea if we had uh, <laughs> kind, empathetic, equality, equity, and justice for everyone, giving everyone the same opportunities. It's a wild and this is idea. What I talk about. <laughs> yeah. So when I go into when I go into corporates and do a keynote, I start out with a keynote about autism. They go, oh yeah, neurologically typical people need this, 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 and this. And then I go, have a look at that list again. Would you like that in your workplace? Oh, I'd love that. That'd be so oh, yeah. much less stress and I'd have more capacity to, you know, help other people and to be kinder and I'd sleep better. And I go, sounds like a win-win. Why don't we just <laughs> not be a dick? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a very similar you know? line that I say to guys because I am on online dating apps and they'll always, ask me if I will talk about them on the show. And I'm like, just don't be a dick. Wow. Like, don't give me content. <laughs> uh, are we going to talk? Well, look, I can't mention you probably because I don't know your surname or your home address. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's the other thing. But you know what? I, find, I find that really interesting. It's the why that mm -hmm. I find fascinating because you guys are both really smart, empowered, articulate women. Thank you. And Thank you. I love that. <laughs> Absolutely love that. And then to find a guy that goes, are you going to talk about me on the show? Is that 
is it coming from an ego place or a place of I would like us to be just us and not share it mostly, with the world? Mostly I'm thinking ego, if I'm being honest. That's an ego yeah. thing. And doesn't want to be embarrassed Rachel. because I yeah. talk about him, but guess what? Again, you embarrass yourself with your actions, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling truth. Well, there's a lot of patterns so, in this conversation today. So here, yeah. so here's the other thing. Uh, toxic masculinity isn't just shit for women. It's shit for everyone. Yeah, right. it's awful. Because it, women and, can be masculine and toxic while they're being masculine. It's 100% the same. And, Sorry. See, this, and, this, and this is the other thing as well. A lot of the successful women that we see have worked so incredibly hard, not just to be successful, but to change who they are to mimic toxic masculinity so they that's can what survive gets you somewhere in, yeah in those poisonous places and then on top of that everyone goes oh toxic masculinity oh it's so terrible it's really bad oh my god i'm so gonna vote for him <laughs> here we are with scotty you know? from marketing again totally <laughs> totally or oh, the orange guy yeah we've gone full circle Oh my God! That's you know, so, you, time. so you look at that and, and you go, "Oh my God!" They, it's just and it's it's so wrong, and you can spot them. You can spot them a mile off. These toxic, numb. Oh, I, don't know. It's, I feel it's like it's like a. <laughs> It's a terrible codependent relationship we have as a society. <laughs> uh, <laughs> totally, we all need said, Yeah, we do. We really do. Yeah. Um, it's time. Yes. Then for... I, I think that's, uh, I think we are bringing more toxic masculine energy uh, simply by the greed that's present within our society and some of the uh, accepted wisdoms that are not accepted wisdoms or should not be accepted wisdoms. Yeah. So we believe that being cruel to other people is strong, being kind is weak. None of that's real. None of that's accurate. You know, right. being kind, being consciously kind is way harder than being a dickhead. It really is. You know? it, that's why I think this because thing, it, ignorance is bliss, is so important. If you're purposefully ignorant, then you're blissful because you're not, you're not, a, you know, getting that reflective, I don't know what I'm trying to say. You're not getting that karma yeah. from being a dick back. Yeah. You're totally. And then you, Doesn't you matter. look. You look at those toxic masculine people and how do they communicate when something's different? They will punch, yell, scream. That's their communication. They have like zero communication skills, <laughs> you know, and they have an inability to express themselves, which naturally makes them angry or upset or, you know, there's that internal turmoil. And then on top of that, how do they fix that is through... Uh, the purchase of things, be that a partner, a car, or a dick-shaped shuttle. <laughs> totally. Right. Right. Totally. Oh well, this has been a very fun conversation. I had no idea what to expect, but we were all over the place, and I am here for the ride. So <laughs> thank the, you. There's the best places I've been in a while. Thank you. <laughs> I needed to buckle up. Gone. <laughs> it is now time, though, for at a girl or at a boy or at a person, however you'd like to reference. At a human. Yes. And this is the part of the show where we 
talk about something that we're proud of or uh, something that good has happened to us. We like to end on a positive note, especially after talking about politics and dickheads. Scotty from marketing. (laughs) (laughs) That's seriously a thing. It's just, (laughs) I can't wait to look up the hashtag just to just look. (laughs) (laughs) So So I can go first. Oh, no, no, no. All right. Fair enough. I was going to say there's another Australian political nugget as well that you might love. Uh, Just Google Barnaby Joyce. He's like, he's our our deputy prime minister uh, and he looks like a beetroot. (laughs) (laughs) That's oddly specific. Yeah, it is oddly specific. And look, it's it's not about how he looks. It's it's just a journey there. So he was... (laughs) Uh, he, uh, no, it was it's the a, personality that allows because it. Because I said it's the yeah. personality that he allows was, he, that like, kind of a, label. He was anti-gay marriage, believed in the sanctity of marriage, and then fucked an intern in his office and they had a kid. And oh. then on top and then on top of that, he, t- he turned up as Deputy Prime Minister drunk in Parliament. And so, and, you know... <laughs> He's he's just like boom crazy. Wait, so that's and his another name is Barnaby. that's another level of crazy. That's Barnaby hilarious. Joyce. Barnaby Joyce. Yeah. I have to look his anyway, ass up too. Anyway, so no, you're first right. With good thing, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you uh, for transitioning it back to me, putting me on the spot when I wasn't ready. Oh, I'm uh, ready. I got this. Okay, you go. Yeah, you want? Okay, <laughs> my turn. Hey. Um. So all the hard work I've put into my job over the last almost two years at this point is finally starting to get recognized. And today I was able to do, um, two, two different, like I facilitate workshops sometimes. And so I was able, I actually was asked to facilitate two different workshops on the same day. So I got up this morning early as shit, got on my computer and facilitated a workshop and went through my workday and facilitated one at the end of my day. And I should be drained, exhausted, but I'm just so excited that I had the opportunity to like flex those muscles again, that I'm just, I'm elated and, you know, not completely exhausted emotionally, mentally, physically. Yes. I'm drained, <laughs> but I'll take it. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Proud of myself. So Sarah, well done with that. And you, you will find on your neurodiverse journey mm-hmm. that that happens when you are doing your thing. So when you find that thing that you love, you will have boundless energy, mental energy, and it will not feel like a mental load at all. So well done for finding that. Well done for developing that. And well done for just fucking being there and doing it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, the last, it's been a very oppressive maybe year and a half just because there's not been a lot of um, understanding or clarity for what I bring to the table. And uh, it's been a very intense learning experience. Let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> different people so thank you. have different people have to accept that they will constantly need to be the bigger person and constantly need to educate everyone around them. Yeah. Yep. Unfortunately. But yep. So that's that's well, where I am. Good today. work for having a win. Appreciate it. Thank you, Nicole. Have you landed? Yes. I I decided that because I brought up my chronic migraine issue earlier that I would circle back to it because that's the theme of this episode. And um, 
<laughs> just let everybody know that... was the thing. <laughs> uh, but I will just let everybody know that um, I actually went and saw a neurologist for this issue and I'm going to see another neurologist like I am taking this very seriously uh, with getting second opinions and MRIs and all this stuff because you just get to a certain point where you're like I just can't live like this anymore. Yeah, good for you. I'm really proud of you. You're taking a lot of time. What? Dealing with the health system is a lot of work. It's mm-hmm. expensive. So mm-hmm. good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's re- more, more so than fixing your, or looking at, you know, understand, I think understanding is better. Understanding your migraine issue is, the larger thing around that is you're putting yourself first. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's massively important. That's huge. At a girl. Go, I don't have to live this way. There is a better way to live, and I'm important too. And I want to make sure that my cup is as full as it can be. Hashtag so, self care. No, no matter what happens, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I know. I'm not putting a lot of faith in there being like a remedy right away. I'm trying to pace myself with everything, but um, I'm just hopeful that at some point there I'll turn a corner and it'll just be, you know, better for me and everyone around me. So <laughs> you know what? that's not dissimilar to uh, being neurologically diverse either, right. because whether there's a, a cure or not, I mean, Autistic people don't want to cure. We just want to be understood. Right. Um, but but I think that the learning curve that you go on for uh, all three of us is, okay, how do I understand what's happening within my own body? And how do I massage my life to minimize the effects or make it more comfortable or, you know, uh, you know improve the quality of my life? And I think that's that's really really great and yeah. uh, i wish you all of the energy and luck in the world in moving forward in a evidence-based peer-reviewed scientific <laughs> way to fix that. science thank you <laughs> ben Those would you kind therapy words. won't work <laughs> ben do you have a, an add a human for us uh, look, do you know what? I do. And uh, we, we've been talking about being neuro, neurologically diverse and we've been talking about being really super open. Uh, and my my win being in lockdown uh, for the longest amount of time is uh, for the last seven days, I have taken my uh, antidepressants every day at the same time. I've Fuck yeah. Lots of, I've drunk enough water every day for the last seven days Fuck and yeah. i've had a shower and put pants on every day for the last seven days now that doesn't sound huge as an autistic guy <laughs> fuck me dead that's massive <laughs> yeah that's a whole seven days right there that's like a that's life seven days so that's a i commitment. know how people are, i know i know and it's like when when you meet someone with um uh, struggling with alcohol addiction, and they do AA, and they they've got the chips. I go, I want a fucking chip, right? I, I feel chip. like, yeah, like my Atta girls used to be like, I did my laundry today. 
look at me go. Totally. That's huge. <laughs> it That's was. Huge. It was a huge deal. I was like, I want more, I want more notoriety. I want more valid- validity. I want to be, you know, validated yeah. further. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. And so there you go. And hopefully tomorrow I'll do the same again. But who knows? I have faith. Who I knows? have faith in you. You got this. You Are you setting alarms or something yeah. to keep you on track? So, uh, look, uh, that's a that's a very neurological, neurologically typical yeah. answer. Um, alarms, alarms are fun, and They're... so are diary entries. But Great. I have this wonderful ability where I can just gloss over and not see them. <laughs> <laughs> it's magic. And then oh, I acknowledge it, and then I keep moving. <laughs> I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I should do that, shouldn't I? Thanks for that. Oh my God! There's a bird. <laughs> so, so what are you yeah. doing to to be taking your medicine at the same time every day? Uh, uh, I actually sit my medicine next to the coffee machine. I put mine mm. next to the to the toothbrush. <laughs> yep, yep. And it's 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 funny when your brain's wired differently. Um, there is a lot of deliberate effort that goes into everything that happens in your world. And that's uh, a lot. And I think that's where most of the energy expense comes from being neurologically diverse, because the data, uh, the data that I've read uh, has said that we use three to four times the amount of energy of a neurologically typical person. And part of that is because the things that you guys do on autopilot, you might go, oh, yeah, it's bedtime. I'm just going to brush my teeth, have a shower and stuff like that. You go, OK, well, that's two things for a uh, for us. It's like. Okay, so I need to go into the bathroom. I need to pick up the brush. I've got to wet the brush first. Then I've got to find the toothpaste. We're going to put the toothpaste on. Then I've got a system on how I brush my teeth. And then I've got to, is that long enough? Maybe it should be a bit more. And then I've got to spit it out. And then I've got to mouthwash. And then I've got to do this. And then I've got to clean my and go back. So, And then my cat, yeah, and I got to feed him because I forgot. So then I go and keep totally. my cat. And then I don't keep getting ready for bed. And then two hours later, I'm like, fuck, I should go to bed. <laughs> And then by the time you get to bed, you're all like hyped up and you're going, oh, I'm not ready yet. I'm still wired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had just so, a successful um, evening of getting tasks accomplished while I randomly wanted to feed my cat while I was brushing my teeth. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. So the, so the energy investment in self-care and personal hygiene is massive. So for uh, neurologically diverse people. So it's actually, it's actually really, um, it's, it's a big deal and working yes. out routines, frameworks and systems to make that happen regularly is, mm-hmm. is great. And sometimes, sometimes you'll fall off the bandwagon and sometimes and that's okay. You know, and that's totally okay. Lockdown's been hard because I've got this framework in my head that if I go to meet someone, so if I go out of the house for a meeting or a show or something, always teeth, shower, pills you know but if i if i haven't left the house in two years <laughs> really fucks that up <laughs> yeah what day is it it's um. sunshine <laughs> <laughs> yep that's different that's different to the moon one <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's so amazing. Yeah. Ben, thank you I for showing you. I up. I love you guys. Yeah, we You're love so you back. Amazing. We love you too. Homance out.